Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to see you next Wednesday. Nope. I forgot to do the number. Hello. Right Welcome. See you next Wednesday. All right. Are we going? Yeah, we're still going. Okay. This is all staying in. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly film and pop culture co- podcast where a single die roll no, determines- No, no. Co- it's a god pass. It's a god pass. A single die roll determines what movies we have to watch. My name is not Dan Gorman. I'm Greg- <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Uh, you don't know how to say your <laughs> no, fucking name, yeah, yeah. and this isn't the first time. You had a time. little panic moment there. I actually did. I, yeah. I forgot my quote. All right. Where are we going here? Anyway, my name's Greg McGrow, and you know, one day Tito Puente will be dead, and you'll say, oh, I've been listening to him for years. I think he's fabulous. My name is Casey Lyons, and I've seen crazier things in a toilet. You won't believe what I've seen. I've seen a rat wearing a little hat. Twice. Same rat, different hat. I got a picture. Hold on. <laughs> Pretty great. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we are going to have some film roulette today. We have no Dan Gorman. Yeah, we're Gormanless. It's. I'm scared a little bit. Uh, I'm sad. I don't know what to do. I'm scared of how sad you are. He's not dead. No. He's still alive. <laughs> he's not a g- 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 ghost? No, no. Okay. He's a g- 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 Gorman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and sure. he is still alive. Uh-huh. He is just under the weather under it. right now. Mm-hmm. He is so far under the weather right so, now. So buckle in, kids, because yeah. me and Casey are going to talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Gorman's not dead, just no. to recap. <laughs> we don't think anyway. Oh, no. I haven't yeah. talked to him in, in no, like no. a couple hours. Uh, so we will have film roulette today. We will have some King Ring. We will have some TV Dad Cage match, and of course nine zero two one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my good golly! But first, before any of that, we've got to talk about little bit of things in the itty bitty tidbit committee. Little bitty things in the itty bitty tidbit committee. <laughs> I'm glad I got through that sentence. You did. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I don't. We just uh, watched the trailer for the uh, Skeleton Twins. Yeah, this thing has been. Uh... Uh, I guess it's been done for ages now. Yeah, I've been reading about it for a while. And it's been, uh, um, it's finally getting released uh, September 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, this thing looks so fucking great. Yeah, uh, serial comic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, film with uh, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. My God, I can't wait for Bill Hader to become the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, I, I feel like the, he won't, though. Like, I no. feel like he'll always just be one of those sort of fringe people where you're just like, I fucking love that guy. Why isn't he bigger? But yeah. uh, I feel like his choices, 
like his choice to leave Saturday Night Live was sort of based on the fact that he just wanted to spend more time with his family and yeah. and uh, uh, I mean he's still doing movies and stuff like that and his oh, wife sure. still makes movies and stuff. I, I just I feel like he'll always um, by choice be peripheral and this is purely speculative for sure but uh, and if that's so then wicked as long as he does something every once in a while I, and i feel God. like he will because he's, he's so, so great oh good but this could be a huge change for him because this isn't just comedy, well you know? yeah it's, yeah and i mean i think Kristen wig has already sort of made that change yeah for sure um and uh, uh yeah i mean i it's it's an interesting time for past saturday night live uh performers yeah there seems uh, it seems to be sort of like a wide open playing field for uh um for just doing whatever you want yeah yeah well because there's so much money cast. now it's this cast yeah. in particular though or that previous one that was was bill Hader and Kristen wig and jason mm-hmm. sudeikis like you know yeah. maybe my favorite cast since the original uh i think uh it's i, I it's you know a, the it, 90s were a big thing for me <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i, I can't I, I have a hard time placing anything over the kevin nealon yeah. uh dana carvey mike myers kind of years mm-hmm. um like that whole chunk of years yeah oh uh, it's spectacular don't get me wrong phil yeah Hart- phil hartman was fucking there so yeah you know. well exactly yeah. uh but 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 yeah no i know what you mean like i mean it's it, it, it's one of the most inspired times yeah. of uh uh like seth myers too mm-hmm. um but uh, but I think also uh, so much money now going into small productions, yeah. like small productions being able to be made relatively cheap, is giving um, uh, like a lot of people who wouldn't have gotten uh, the chance to do something a little bit more dramatic, like giving them a low stakes place to kind of do that and to prove themselves at it. Yeah, I kind of like it. Do you think maybe like all the success that Bill Murray's had late career, like all the Wes Anderson stuff and Rushmore, gives more comedians and former SNL cast members chance to do something dramatic? Do you think that kind of opened the door? That's in Because uh, it's not like Bill Murray couldn't act no. 30 years ago. It's just I don't think, you know, that was really and open to And he had done you. things well, like... Razor's uh, Edge. And, uh, Razor's Edge and, and We're the Buffalo Room yeah. to, a, to a sort of different extent. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's not a big release or anything. No, not, no. Not that Skeleton Twins is going to be either, but... No, but I think that's an interesting point, though. Like, I think that people are starting to see uh, comedians as having the depth. Uh, do you know who else I think uh, sort of helped do that? And I, I hate to say this because I'm not a big fan, but I think Robin Williams was, uh, was yeah. sort of integral oh, yeah. in that Absolutely. as well. Well, you know, he's done some good work. He, he absolutely has, and I've absolutely loved him in things. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, as a comedian, <laughs> I have yeah. very little respect. Well, yeah. I loved him when I was a kid, though. I oh, was like, well, oh man, so great. Well, oh, at the Met, it's the best. And yeah. then I watched it as an adult and was just sad. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> well, I mean, people on Coke are very entertaining to kids. <laughs> like, I think I think Coke is made to make adults hilarious to kids. So. I'll remember that when I have kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a lot of cocaine to get through that, buddy. <laughs> to get through the first 18 years. Oh, it's going to be a delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot so, of fun. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd tell you a story. I, okay. I told you a bit of it. Yeah. Uh, my legs, sorry, my legs are covered in spider webs. Walking <laughs> yeah, you're, your, uh, uh, your you're doing some here. weird sensual leg touching. <laughs> that, uh... This time covered in spiders. All right. Okay, I'm sure they're all going to kill me. Um, <laughs> this past, had a good run. This past weekend, uh, it was all right. I can't, you know, <laughs> you've had an all right life. It's funny, actually. I'll bring that up in a second. Uh, I was uh, at a bachelor party this past weekend. Uh, my friend Chris Sampson's getting married, and I got to go out to the county. I don't even know where it is. It's like an island, apparently, and it's like a specific county. But yeah. I've only ever heard of it as the, the county. county. Yeah, yeah. So you know, real little country living out to do some fishing and like have a nice relaxing uh, bachelor party. 
uh, you know, he was like, ah, I don't need to do the stripper thing and craziness. I just want to have a couple of good friends. We'll have a couple of drinks, do some fishing, barbecue some meat. It's going to be nice. And I was like, this sounds very good. So it was a three-day event. I was only there for one night of it. Uh, I went out. I took a train out there on the Friday afternoon and came back Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And I'm, uh, uh, I'm very, very upset that I missed it. Uh, yeah, it was uh, really nice. And I got out. I was, I'm looking at the lake and looking around. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get this. I, you know, I've always been pretty much a city boy, but I understand. Like, I get the, the appeal of this. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, and we go out and try and do some fishing. We don't catch anything. I've never mm-hmm. fished before. Well, I did when I was a kid, but I couldn't cast a line. And uh, I, 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 I tried to cast the line, and all I caught was the back of my head. <laughs> You'd be surprised <laughs> at how often that happens on your first cast. Yeah. So then I was like, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I caught, guys, I caught my head. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the most important thing I could catch, so <laughs> yeah. it's not going to get better from there. No. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're drinking all afternoon, though. And uh, then that turns into drinking in the evening. A big uh, Texas Mickey of Crown Royal Rye was uh, enjoyed, I'll say. <laughs> well, drank. Anyway. And uh, so then we're, we get kind of antsy because we're just getting drunk in this little cottage on the lake. And we're like, let's go do something. And uh, there's like a little community center or some community place <laughs> in this in the middle of nowhere. Because we go when we leave the the cottage, it's pitch black, and I'm like, oh man, stars and stuff like that. You can't hear anything. Total silence, blackness. But in the distance, you can hear a little bit of noise, like a party, and you can see this place that's lit up. And so we walk through trees and bushes and shit, and we're like, we'll see what's going on there. And then if not, we'll go downtown to the bar. And it's this like, it you know, uh, windows all around, one big room shack, and it's playing like '90s dance music. <laughs> uh, which I'm like, okay, I guess it's some kind of party. I don't know what goes on in the county. We get close to it and look inside the windows. These people don't see us, and we never go inside because what's going on inside is about eight, seven or eight, uh, seventy year olds are <laughs> standing around listening to '90s dance music. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was just like, and you didn't stay no, there. We, <laughs> we didn't go in. We were just like, what's happening here? <laughs> I, we should just walk away. I think. <laughs> This is either going to be really sweet yeah. or really upsetting. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up going downtown to a bar and all kind of, you know, anyway, there was uh, drunken, us drunken locals, uh, a, a case of beer got punched, a hand was covered in blood, and people were tossed out of places, you know, just a, a, yeah. a nice calm bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I grew up in that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I know that deal. So then we, we, of course, drink all night and get up at eight in the morning. This is really the story. Eight in the morning to go back out on the boat. Fishing. And again, I've not really fished before, and particularly not with a blazing hangover. And I think I was still drunk when I got up. Had sure. some bacon and eggs. Off we go uh, on the boat. And uh, the sea was angry that day, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like an old man at a deli trying to send back soup. <laughs> we get out on the lake. We get out on Lake Ontario, and the, the waves are like three meters high. Like this boat is just wobbling all over the fucking place. And I just start to deteriorate. <laughs> I go really pale. I start sweating. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. And somebody makes a joke like, anybody ready to puke yet? And I'm like, me. <laughs> uh, I'm ready. <laughs> and Put me in, coach. Oh, my God. I have never been seasick before, but it is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Because it just started and it didn't stop. Just all the, I did more barfing 
in a two-hour span than I've done in 15 <laughs> years combined. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because there's Over no... Over the side of a boat, Yeah, too. That's a special time in a boy's oh, life. jeez. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, part of me is glad I experienced it because I know what that is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the worst thing is there's no escape. It's not like you can, do, you can get away from the thing that's making you sick because it's everywhere. No, because you're standing on it. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst. And it's, it was like... It's underneath your feet and it's inside your head yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and I was... It, it wasn't dissimilar to when I got uh, food poisoning when I was a kid. Right. I got really severe food poisoning from some tainted ribs. And, uh, <laughs> like, really bad. But it was like that. But with that, at least I could barf and then lie down somewhere and just feel bad. But there's no lying down. There's no getting away from it. And when you, when you have food poisoning, it's not like you eat the bad ribs and then you barf and then eat some more bad ribs. That's, <laughs> that's what seasick is. It's just you keep eating the ribs. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's disgusting in, in a lot of ways. It wasn't just me. It happened, the other guys as well were starting. No one was barfing like I was, though. Yeah. Uh, and I really, what, there was a You're point. You're so competitive. I don't, I was like, I'm going to win. I will be Lord of the Barf. Uh, and this is, I, it's a barfing trip now, boys. There's only two things really going through my head while I was clutching the side of the boat and staring at the floor. Because someone said, look at the horizon. Uh, this was a terrible suggestion. Yeah. This yeah, why work. would you do You're that? You're supposed to do that because it's the thing that isn't moving, but I did, it, and that made me feel moving. like I was moving much, much more. Yeah. Like, that's a little bleh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fallacy. And as I clutched the side of the boat, I thought of uh, really only two things, and one of them was, I've had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> I could just... It's almost over. Yeah, yeah, because then the other thing was I had this overwhelming, every part of, every fiber of my body was just like... Get off the boat. Yeah. Like, just jump in the water. Yeah. Uh, that, oddly, that probably would have helped. It probably would have. Yeah. Uh, but we were moving, head. and I didn't know where we were, and I'm not thinking straight at all. Like I had, And like, also, the water was filled, filled with your vomit. vomit. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't catch any fish, but I'm quite certain <laughs> I barfed on some. Um, and the other problem was, so this is happening, and I'm incredibly sick, and yeah. the other guys are getting sick, too. And uh, the, the one fellow driving the boat's like, well, this is not worth No one should be out here feeling like this. Let's get the fuck out of here. But we have an engine problem with the boat. The <laughs> fastest the boat will go is 11 miles an hour. So from the point where I've already been barfing for about a half an hour, it takes us over an hour to get to shore, <laughs> which was the worst because nothing changes. You keep looking up expecting yeah. to see, like, oh, you know, yeah. the, the happiness, but no. No, you just more Just sea. the same sea <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time of my entire life. Right. And that was my then I then I we got to shore. Uh, I ate part of some French fries after I had a little like ten minute nap. I needed I because I was now I hadn't eaten. Right, all of my eggs and bacon were gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> then I got back into the ocean. Then, yeah. from whence they came. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're free now. <laughs> and uh, then I got on a train for two hours and came back to Toronto and went to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You seemed a little rough when you got to work. I wasn't the same man anymore. <laughs> no, no, you were changed. I was definitely changed. But that was the story of my uh, seasick. Yeah, that'll do it. That I've really... never been seasick. I grew yeah. up. Uh, I grew up in boats. Uh, yeah, uh, and fishing on on the water, and I've never sure. experienced that. Well. All you do is drink a lot of rye. I'm not actually looking to experience it. I feel like your story is kind of uh, it's covered everything. Oh my, yeah. yeah. So part of me is still out there somewhere, fucking just bobbing around, wishing I was dead. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I'm not the same. Not the same <laughs> they at say at night when it's really clear, you can still hear the barfing. 
What is that, mommy? Uh, That's the ghost of the contents of Greg's stomach. (laughs) You know, the thing was, is I I barfed my way through to the other side where, you know, you start, there's always, when you start puking, there's a lot of stuff in you and that all comes out and then the dry heaving and bile happens. Yeah, sure. And then it's just like, there's nothing there. And I was like, well, I, it's been bile for a while. My throat hurts. This mm-hmm. is the worst. But then and the, then the seasickness was like, oh, you can you can do better. <laughs> we'll find something. <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't know what came out, but I thought my eyeballs were going to shoot out of my fucking head. Because the second wave of an, all this stuff, I'm like, where is this coming from? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, that, so I'm glad we had a nice calm bachelor party without yeah. any strippers and bars. Yeah, you didn't need any of that. When <laughs> you could just go and puke in the, like... Uh, I've, I've noticed that um, when Dan Gorman is gone, this turns into a podcast much more about barf than it does about, uh, about movies. Did you see any movies? Nobody barfed. <laughs> I'll tell you about that. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a chance to watch a whole lot of stuff this Cause week. Because you were busy barfing. I was busy barfing. Busy yeah. Uh, I, well, I tell you what, it's a way better story than Transformers was. <laughs> but we'll get into that. We will get there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, shall we uh, take a little spin in the King Ring? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, those of you who have been listening along, uh, Casey and I started watching all of the, not all of the, but a great number of the Stephen King uh, TV the, miniseries. The either notably good or notably bad ones. Right, uh, because there are now uh, big screen adaptations coming up of Stephen King's It and The Stand, and those are two of the, maybe the more popular or well-known miniseries of his. So uh, we're, we're uh, building up to watching those. Uh, we've seen The Shining and Langoliers, and we just watched... <laughs> Uh, Salem's Lot. The uh, now 1979. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you because there was one uh, from 2004 with Rob, Rob Lowe, Lowe yeah. and Andre Brower, mm. uh, uh, both actors that I quite enjoy, yeah, or have enjoyed in things for sure. Um, but uh, having seen the 1979 version, yeah, I think I can close the book on the whole fucking mess. <laughs> I, I okay. So the 1979 one is uh, directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah, stars David Soul. Yep, he's a Hutch of Starsky and Hutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you got some Jeffrey Lewis in there. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, Fred Willard. Yeah, and Bonnie Bedelia. Uh, oh, that was Bonnie B. Yeah, Bonnie B. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you've got uh, uh, James Mason. That's right. Uh, who must have been on set for like three hours because <laughs> like he's second build in this thing, but he's in it for like two seconds, uh, which is fine. Sure. Um. Uh, I don't know. You got the guy who played Baron Harkonnen in the in Dune. Sure, I, I don't know his name. He was uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's some people that are in it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this also this is the first TV miniseries based on Stephen King's work, and sets the tone of using a lot of television actors, mm-hmm. n- namely David Soul from Starsky and Hutch, who takes yeah. a dramatic turn from his cop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this show. this is a, a move a Stephen King property in which the main character. Hold on to your hats, everybody is a writer. What? No, this is the their, fucking guy. Everyone we watched King. so far has, has this been going a better on. writer. Yeah. But every single like every property of his, the main character is a writer. Uh, yeah. The dark Tommy. Oh, yeah, we watched Tommy Knockers too. Oh right? yeah, Tommy yeah. Knockers. And Jimmy oh, yeah, Smith is a, a writer. He's in a poet. He's a poet. He's a poet. He's a poetic gentleman. Is. <laughs> 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 Poet for short, <laughs> poetic gentleman is the long version. Uh, so he's a poetic gentleman. Um, 
uh, the dark half. Uh, what else? Uh, Pat Cemetery. <laughs> he's a writer. Yeah. Like yeah, Stephen King. We get it. You're a writer. You can write about other people <laughs> that aren't writers. But anyway, so he's a writer. Right. And he has Bo- D- uh, Danny Bonaducci's hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's really unsettling. His hair is the most unsettling thing. And when that movie. poor kid has the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> he's destined to become shitty David Soul, who's terrible in this movie. Um. I don't know if he was terrible. I've seen worse in a Stephen King miniseries. Yeah. I, I gotta say, oh, yeah. He's not Bronson Pinchot in uh, <laughs> Langoliers Bad. Uh, I got to say, I liked this. Really? I totally enjoyed this. I, it's, there was, like, at, at the very beginning, I'm like, this is so slow and boring. Yeah. And then I started to go, oh, it's not actually slow and boring. It's just really nicely measured and yeah. paced. Yeah. And then uh, nothing happens for fucking three hours, and yeah. I hated it. Oh, man. See, I liked. Uh, oh no, a lot doesn't happen for very much of this. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. But I really the thing when things did go on, and I thought Jeffrey Lewis was really good in this movie uh, or miniseries. But like when the vampire shit starts going on, and kids are floating outside of windows and scraping on them to get those a bad shots. Shit, the shots of the fuck. kids at the window were fucking. Awesome, so good. Uh, and that kid is like that's a weird looking kid anyway. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. throw some vampire shit on his face, and right it's on. like. And actually, um, uh, I was I was surprised. Do you know that thing? If you're like a really big Simpsons fan, um, and you uh, you see something uh, that, that you go like, oh, that's what that like th- that Simpsons thing yeah, was yeah, parodying yeah, yeah. this. Um, uh, the the kids at the window yeah. was parodied in in a, a Treehouse of Horror. Oh. Um, so I was like, hey, all right, well that made me like this a little bit more, right? Um, <clears throat> so like I liked that, and I liked how. Uh, I, I, see, here's the difference. Why I think this is not the best thing in the world, but much better than the other Stephen King miniseries is because you have a director like Toby Hooper. So there's really good shots in this. There's good camera work. Mm. When Jeffrey Lewis is has dug the grave and lowered the uh, casket into that kid, mm-hmm. and then he just stands there and stares into the open grave for like a good goddamn long time. But the the camera is on. There's a crane shot. It's pulling around. You're getting all this. Well, he's being enticed to eventually jump into the open grave. Right. It's a great scene. There's so uh, much movement for a guy standing there staring at an open hole. Absolutely. But it, it's not necessarily in keeping because, like, in the rest of the movie, you have to be enticed by looking at them. Yeah. And the vampire that's enticing him into the uh, grave is in a coffin, so yeah. he can't even see him. So, like, I found that to be a bit of an inconsistency, but whatever. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Maybe there's two ways to do it. Sure. Uh, I thought Jeffrey Lewis was occasionally great in this movie movie uh-huh. and i thought it was occasionally like when he and um ned ned tebbets or whatever his name yeah. is the guy who was originally fucking the main girl yeah um when they're driving like they have to go because george wants to go and and shoot fred willard yeah a lot of spoiler alerts here yeah uh in a subplot that's completely unnecessary um uh, so he sets up this thing where uh, he he has he's a trucker and he has to go pick up a thing. So he gets uh, the Jeffrey Lewis and this other guy to do it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they are trying their best. Okay, everybody, <laughs> they're from uh, you're all from New England. So do your New England accents. Okay. Um, how, how's this? It's cold in here. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, it's like the whole. The yeah. It's like, it's cold in here. Would you close those doas? <laughs> ah, don't. You're making me... I'm offended somehow. Yeah. 
Now, I, yeah, I, I'm not saying this thing is perfect or you know the best or something. It's but better than, than I what really we've seen liked so a far. lot about it. And when Jeffrey Lewis, again, sorry, but for the spoilers, but this thing came out in 1979. So <laughs> shut up. Uh, and you weren't gonna watch it anyway. No, when Jeffrey Lewis does become a vampire. And he's sitting in that room, and yeah. the guy who's already suspicious of all this shit walks in, and that, man, the shots are great. His eyes look really fucked up. Absolutely. It, it sounds like he's talking backwards with that, oh, God, yeah, yeah. shit. And I was like, ah, this is great. Yeah. Just fucking great. They cast good people to be the vampires, because the main vampire, the like, head vampires, they're real close together, the Bucktooth thing. Yeah. I mean, I found that actually- Wacky Nosferatu. Yeah. <clears throat> He's his are real close, but everyone else's were a little extra wide. They are outside of the eye teeth, yeah. the fangs, so it had a different kind of mm-hmm. unique look. So I appreciated that too. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, wacky Nosferatu. Actually, a couple of the shots, I was like, that was fucking wicked. Uh, yeah, but the then there's a couple one, amazing. Uh, yeah, that, that's great. The quick shots of him were great. Really good. But when they when they labor on it, it's just yeah. like, well, this is clearly a man in a Halloween mask. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But all the quick ones are good. When he would pop up and try and, like at the end when he's trying to hypnotize the kid. Yeah. When David Soul's trying to just hammer that. you know, Really good shots in there. Uh, th- that's a great shot, too, uh, because the he's trying to hypnotize the kid and David Soul's like, no, get away from him. And he grabs the kid <laughs> and, and chucks him into chuck, a table. Yeah. Like, literally, just like, not like, oh, don't look at him. You could just shield his eyes. But yeah, he's like, yeah. no, no, I'm going to whip this fucking idiot. But I like that because that would, like, the stakes are high. And the kids Absolutely. look at him and like, get the fuck out of here. And he just chucks him. Oh, man. Like, but that it looks great. so intentional. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like Bonnie Bedelia in it. And she was a pretty lady. Oh, my god. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. Looked, uh, she looked very lovely. I was saying, uh, uh, <laughs> she's got a great line uh, um, at the beginning where, she, where uh, they're just. Like sitting in where, like she's sitting and reading his book. Mm. Um, uh-huh. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I shut down for a yeah, second. Sure, it's all right. You want to take a nap? We'll uh, take a nap. Uh, we, I, there's I, no Gorman here. We got time to kill. I halfway's am. <laughs> um, she's uh, she's sitting in the grass and uh, reading reading uh, David Soul's book. And he comes up and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, you read my book? <laughs> I wrote that book. <laughs> and she's like. Uh, uh yeah uh he's like oh i'm a writer and she's like oh i teach an art class my dad's a doctor it's <laughs> like, a weird addition you, to you don't have to show off yeah exactly like i don't tell everyone what my dad does <laughs> maybe you should uh hi my name's casey my dad works in farm equipment <laughs> um oh, phone's making noise i should have turned it off i didn't See what happens when Gorman's not here? Yeah, professionalism yep. just goes out, out there. I was about to say window. professionality. So <laughs> <laughs> apparently words go out the window, too. <clears throat> yep. Um, yeah, you know, I was uh, while I was watching this, I was thinking about that, you know, was, I don't know if it's famous, but a little trivia from Die Hard was they were having a really hard time casting the role of Holly. And uh, Bruce Willis was the one who said, go get Bonnie Bedelia. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Bruce Willis was going to just play it himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do both roles. It's going to be good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then I saw an interview with her at one point talking about Die Hard, and she's like, she's like, it was great because we had never worked together. We had never met. I have no idea what made him do that, but it changed my career, so that's great. And I was just like watching this. I'm like, I know why he did that. <laughs> <laughs> he saw this and something else was like, yeah, bring bring that one to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I thought she was really good in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I kept, you know, I'm surprised that she's not bigger because, I mean, Die Hard was so huge and she was really great in it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. And people know her name. Sh- yeah. You go like Bonnie Bedelia. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, but whatever. I'm sure she's doing fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we wish her the best of luck. <laughs> Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. So for the rest of uh, King Ring, so now I feel like this was a, a positive experience in some way. At least there was something to take away from this. I thought it was three hours of boring <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. And also, just one quick other thing: Fred yes. Willard's in it, and he plays like a a guy who's. Uh, uh, I think he's playing Herb Tarlick's stand-in in this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing: is that like he's playing a guy who's uh, who's help or like who's cheating with a, a woman, yeah. uh, a married woman. And there's a point where like George Zanza is holding a gun to his face, and I and and I'm just like, you've got a gun to your face, and you're still a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> like he's always a little funny. I can I'll never be able to to deal with him in a drama. No, no. Because I'm hilarious. like, you're being a little funny right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're funny. Um, yeah. So. We're almost at a point where we're going to go through um, Stephen King's It and the Stand miniseries, but first we wanted to get a little taste of something more modern, mm-hmm. and uh, one of his, uh, Yeah, see if they've gotten better. Yeah, and we're going to delve into written specifically for the small screen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do Bag of Bones. Yeah. Next, which I don't know anything about. No, I don't. I, I know nothing about the book or the yeah, or I think anything. There's a, so. a bag with. Uh, yeah, I figure it's got some bones, bones in it. Bones in it? I, I figure it's got at least two bones <laughs> two, in it. More than one. Yeah, yeah, more than one bone. Yeah. So It's that, not bag of a bone. <laughs> so we, can, we can assume there's more than the one. I think. That's safe to assume. Yeah. Bag of a bone. <laughs> that's actually the prequel. That's right. That's yeah. well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Um, so yeah, more on that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have anything else in this little, uh, uh, I think I'm good. I think we can, uh, uh, go to film roulette. Sure. Film roulette. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually laughing to myself at that point. Oh, yeah. We didn't plan this part out either. Film no. roulette is our, what, weekly it's thing? It's a weekly where we... podcast where we <laughs> roll a die and decide who film mm-hmm. what. Um, yeah, where the two high rollers get to see something good or hopefully exciting and entertaining, and uh, the low roller, the loser, has to go see a piece of shit, mm-hmm. or what we think is going to be a piece of shit, but the loser gets to give the winners a punishment album to listen to for the week. Last week, I gave Casey and Dan Uncle Cracker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll only get to hear Casey's opinion. I'm just going to assume that Dan loved it. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's Dan's if it, because he's not here to refute it. Yeah. Dan's official stance is that he is a huge Uncle Cracker fan. <laughs> That's what you get, Dan Corman. Um, so I uh, w- uh, was a winning roller last week, so I got to watch the new David Wayne comedy. They came together. Uh, Casey was the loser, and he went to see some Transformers, mm-hmm. which were more than meets the eye. Nope, they were exactly as much as met the eye. <laughs> I was telling, I'll uh, relay this to everyone. I was telling Casey this. I was in a, uh, I was in a place where I was touching my mic in a bad way. Yeah. I was in a uh, store or something, and there was a radio playing, and the annoying radio 
uh, personality was talking about Transformers, and he's like, Transformers has made $40 million in its opening weekend. It looks like it's going to be the first film to reach $100 million in its opening week. Uh, I guess that uh, movie was more than meets the eye, and I suppose they're all a little optimistic prime uh, about that. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That is a huge <laughs> swing and a miss. I enjoy I enjoy that a great deal. Oh man, I just stopped in my tracks and like, what are you doing? <laughs> Somebody either promote or fire that man. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> I can't tell, but I love him or hate yeah, him. Well, I tell you, I am optimistic prime about your <laughs> viewing experience. Yeah, let me tell you, I saw the movie <laughs> Bumblebee. <laughs> so. Oh, holy crap. <clears throat> okay, well, uh, I and Dan Gorman saw um, They Came Together, yeah. which is a uh, parody or satire of romantic comedies starring Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Um, and if anybody has seen uh, Wanderlust or... Or Role Models or, or Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Um, I guess you kind of have an idea of some of the antics that are going to be in here. Now, I feel this like... Look- Oh, sorry. Role models and Wanderlust are a little more in a conventional comedy, like mainstreamish. Yeah, well, because those are those are sort of just David Wayne properties. Like he, right. he co-wrote. Uh, I feel like uh, uh, I was going to say Dan Marino. Ken Marino uh, co-wrote <laughs> at least one of them. I think Dan Marino. I think had Dan it. Marino wrote yeah. a lot of the football scenes. <laughs> in, in the, um, but yeah, this will this will share probably a lot more with uh, Wet Hot American Summer because yeah. this is uh, David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Right, right, and it's just you know they're going to just send up the whole uh, romantic comedy uh, model you mm-hmm. know, as much as they can. So much like they did with Wet Hot and the the summer camp, right. you know, kids movie. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, so this is much more in that camp. This movie is quite bonkers in its own way. Uh, I I absolutely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I was it wasn't the best I've seen. From them uh, or from him, right? Because it does. It the, my one knock on it is that it doesn't go as far into Crazy Town as Wet Hot did. It, Wet Hot's yeah. pretty fucking out there. There's some crazy shit that goes on. Yeah, and, yeah. And they just one, go into town and do heroin. For it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens. Fucking that great. Now there are elements of that in this, and I laughed really hard a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um. And the cameos are great. Uh, I mean, Bill Hader's in it, which is awesome. Um, and then even jokes where I was like, I don't know if that joke works. They would cut back to a reaction shot of Bill Hader, and it just was like, well, that made it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. uh, Christopher Maloney's really good in it. Um, you have Jason Manzukas in it. It's always wonderful to see He's him doing anything. Our friend of the show, uh, uh, Taylor Wyatt. Uh, that's right. Uh, friggin' met uh, Jason Mansukis. Yeah. Taylor, by the way, is at uh, uh, the Del Close Marathon uh, this week, and mm-hmm. I hate him for it. Yes. Continue. So, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, now, okay. Uh, yeah, and there's Jack McBriar. You got Ken Marino, Keenan Thompson. Everybody's making yeah. little appearances here and there. Michael Ian Black is really, really funny in this. Of course. Uh, of course. Ed Helms, of course, great. Yeah. So the basic story is, I mean, it's hard not to just, to, to, you know, this this scene was funny because he said this, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, boner or something. Uh, it's uh, Amy Proler and uh, Paul Rudd are having dinner with uh, uh, Bill Hader and, uh, sorry, I don't know my nose in front of me, I can't remember her name, it is 
uh, Ellie Kemper. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, they're, you know, on a double date, and it's like, how did you guys meet? And they tell the story of how they met, and they're like, oh, it's just like a romantic comedy, and they go through all the basic tropes of every romantic comedy you've ever seen. All right. And, yeah, again, a lot of it really works, and some of it just doesn't go as far as you would like it to. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the support cast, I'm like, there should have been more of that. I really would have, you know, the uh, like Ken Marino. Yeah, uh, and Jack McBride and those guys. You see it in the trailer, but that's pretty much all they do is they have the one basketball, the obligatory New York guys having a basketball <laughs> game, yeah. which is great. But uh, those characters were really funny, and like Ken Marino was really in a good pocket playing. Yeah, <laughs> the guy he was playing is like more of that would be wonderful. But they were really trying to get as many uh, romantic comedies in there as they could. Yeah, right. Uh, if you're a fan of any of these people or David Wayne stuff like absolutely check it out you will laugh very hard at a and lot if of you're not I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you you yeah. have no sense of Seriously. humor um, but yeah and you know I mean it's not that exclusionary or anything like that you know it has very much their stamp of uh, and sense of humor on it but <clears throat> I think it's you know for anybody if you have seen a romantic comedy you'll find things to laugh at in it yeah right you know so yeah uh, quite good it's only playing in one theater in Toronto it's only at the Carlton hmm. yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> it's only at the Carlton. Yep, that's really weird. I would have thought it was at least a varsity. Yeah, yeah, it's a you know cool, uh, pretty big pa- cast, but uh, nope. Uh, but yeah, it, again, it's closer in uh, style to Wet Hot, but doesn't go as far as Wet Hot does. Right. But I totally enjoyed it. Sweet. Well, totally. I'll definitely check it out. Cause oh, oh I, yeah, you're gonna like it. I'll watch anything David Wayne does. Absolutely. A, a pretty. There's man. Movie. I laughed really, really hard at a, a great number of things in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, real nice. All right, real yeah. good. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me about robots. Yeah, okay. Tell me about the robots. Uh, tell me about the robots, Daddy. <laughs> um, let me tell you about this movie. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's yes. all. But I will say this. Everybody has been saying, all of the reviews have said this movie is not just bad, it's aggressively bad. Yeah. They've said this movie wants you to hate it. This yeah. movie. And, uh, and, and no, like, have, have none of these people seen a Michael Bay movie? Like, mm. did they not know what they were in for? This movie is no different than the first three. Yeah. It's the same movie. Yeah. Um, like, it's not a reboot. It's the, it's, they just, nobody likes Shia LaBeouf any, anymore. Right. So, so, so they just replaced him. There's no reboot. It's just, it's all the same shit. It, like, uh, all of, like, it refers to the shit that happened in the first three. Right. Um, they have, uh, the, the whole pretense is, that before humans even roamed the earth, uh, the robot, not even the Autobot, like the Autobots and the Decepticons, I think, are like sort of like Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> um, uh, because at one point, a character is like, oh, you Autobots and Decepticons are always fighting each other. And it's like, all right, I think there's supposed to be some weak political commentary in here. Wonderful. Um, but uh, the, anyway, the robots come down and they have this uh, these seeds that they drop on the earth and it turns everything... Um, uh, on Earth into the metal that is used to make Transformers, uh, mm-hmm. which the humans uh, dub Transformium. <laughs> and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done with you now. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, anyway, so that happens in the time of the dinosaurs, um, right. which factors in later. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. put a pin in that. Okay. Um, and then we cut to uh, Wahlberg. Uh, he and uh, uh, T.J. Miller. I love T.J. Miller. Yeah. T.J. Miller Very is funny. great. Yeah. And to be honest, if 
anybody could possibly have been great in this movie, he was the closest thing to great in it. Mm. But he's also terrible because yes. uh, Mark Wahlberg, he's uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, sort of assistant inventor friend guy. Um, and Mark Wahlberg is a terrible inventor, apparently. Ah. Um, but he has a 17-year-old daughter yeah. uh, who is in a secret relationship with a guy who drives cars for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 17. Like a, like a cab driver? Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep, he's a 48-year-old Sri Lankan cab driver. Does not speak a lot of English, but he's got a lovely smile. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this is his 17-year-old daughter, and she is the sex of this movie. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable <laughs> she wears the tiniest little fucking short shoes je- oh, shoes <laughs> she's got tiny little feet <laughs> tiny erotic little feet <laughs> no she's she wears like this tiny little tank top and they like these tiny little shorts and they keep talking about how she's 17 and she's just a kid oh man and at one point tj miller's like uh uh like oh you know i'm like an uncle to you like says that to her and then in another scene he's like yo your daughter's hot mm. but you know like hot in like a hot teenager kind of way and i'm like uh. what the <laughs> fuck are you doing like this is like wow it's it's really irresponsible in a lot of ways, oh, but my. but it's literally like Michael Bay going, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Like this movie <laughs> could have just been Michael Bay for four hours standing in front of a screen going, I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't give a fuck. I'm the most powerful man in the world. I make things explode. Big robots. <laughs> Uh, because like it's it's very unlikable this movie. There's nothing to like about it. But again, in, in no way is it different than the other movies. Right? Are there any robot testicles? Uh, uh well, no, <laughs> not technically. But okay. all of the robots yeah. are kind of testicles. Uh, how about um, uh, racism? Do we have any more of that? Oh, obviously. Okay, good. Um, yeah, obviously there are the archetypal. Oh, in this one, there's an archetypal. Uh, uh, Japanese samurai robot. Uh, oh, no. Who, uh, yeah, so he's just there to, well, to sort of be, like, they're not saying, hey, Japanese people are stupid. They're just saying, Japanese people are exactly what you see in, uh, you know, American <laughs> movies about uh, Japanese samurai. God damn it. Um, <laughs> and uh, John Goodman voices a big fat robot, uh, and that's what? really upsetting. Yeah, John Goodman's in there. Oh, he's, like, God. one of the main robots. Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, and this kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. You know how Bumblebee um, can't talk? He doesn't have, like, a voice, but he talks through the radio right, and through, right. like, sound clips and stuff? Yeah. Um, Don't care for that at all. No, it's... That it's bothering me for this whole franchise. It's dumb as fuck. And, uh, uh, and at one point, he's flipping out, and, uh, and someone tells him, calm down, calm down. And the little sound clip is John Goodman from uh, The Big Lebowski going, calm on you are, dude. And I was like, no, oh. no, 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 no. I don't accept that that you have your little nod or wink to the fact that, A, you have John Goodman in your yeah. movie and B, oh, man. an actual great movie. That is some low shit. Yeah, kind of really bugged me. Yeah. So anyway, and also, by the way, the, the main fe- uh, female lead is uh, really dumb and helpless uh, because good, good, good. Michael Bay loves that. Right. Uh, otherwise, yeah, so they have one of these seeds... Uh, which is the 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 sort of thing that turns everything uh, on Earth, all organic matter, into uh, robot metal, uh, and so they have to stop it from getting into the robot's hands, and uh, 
The robots are gonna. Oh, also Kelsey Grammer. Oh, the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Kelsey Grammer's the bad guy in this, and um, oddly enough, Kelsey Grammer's pretty badass in this movie. Fair enough. Um, I enjoy me some Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, he's great. Yep. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah. Then the then the Dinobots eventually show up. Yeah, the Dinobots it takes like show two up. hours to see them. I assume, right? Uh, oh yeah, they're in the last like twenty minutes of the of the yeah. movie or whatever. Um, yeah, and the Dinobots show up, and it's dumb. It's just dumb. And I was like, at least we'll see the Dinobots. And, yeah. Mm. Well, they can't get anything right with this franchise. Like, not, like defiantly it, so. Yeah, I, I don't know who any of the fucking Transformers are. They're all that's the weird thing. They're just making up Transformers. And yeah, shit. yeah, or using names of Transformers, but nothing characteristic. Nothing remotely. Yeah, and, yeah. A lot of the time, it, they're just in robot form. They're not... They don't transform. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it is completely impractical that they should turn into clunky trucks when they could just be a giant robot running around. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and, but I don't understand why it's strayed so far from the source material from the, the cartoon show and the then the much more well-written comic book. Yeah. Uh, where you have really strong... Uh, characters and motives for them you know whereas you have like and not having megatron around anymore i think is a severe mistake for this franchise too like that is oh your... they sort of do oh do they um well in that uh uh the there's a lab um the the humans uh create are, are creating transformers now oh because they have great. a lob a, la- a lob uh where they want um like they take the transformium mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and they create their own robots, right? Um, so they create Galvatron. Uh, oh, but they create Galvatron out of pieces of Megatron's head. Okay. Uh, so so they keep trying to make a um uh a, a di- like Galvatron, but Galvatron keeps turning into Megatron. But eventually, they do make Galvatron because he is the truck. And uh, a truck, yeah, he's a truck. Uh, and. Uh, and, and that's, I guess that's that. Great. But it's voiced by Frank Welker. Which I'm oh, like, that's finally. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nice. at least the, it, it shares some sort of DNA with, uh, uh, with man, the cartoon. what a lost opportunity all of this is. Because um, in the structure of, you know, having Megatron being who he is, and I liked the way that Frank Welker always uh, voiced him because it was so battle-weary and, like, mm-hmm. he, you know, it really had been around doing this for a long time. Yeah. And then, you know, having the, they had Starscream in some of the movies, I think. Yeah, yeah, but they that, did. But that battle where Starscream really believes he should be the leader and there's this defiance and, like, you know, it fucks up the chain of command and it's really good and it's rich stuff. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the uh, Autobots. The missed opportunity is that the Dinobots kind of do their own fucking thing. They're Autobots and they communicate with them, but will completely, like, Grimlock is the leader of the... Dinobots could yeah. you know turn on Optimus Prime at any moment. That's that they they do sort of incorporate that where the Dinobots are sort of wild and you don't know what they're yeah. going to do and they have to be tamed. Does he turn into robot form? Do you see Grimlock? As you do. A, you see them all as as their robot forms, but they're just as big and nondescript. Yeah, pointy. Yeah, just big and pointy. God, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's what dumb a waste as shit. Of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh god I, is this the last one from michael bay do you think no oh no just, no is this what he does now um forever <laughs> yeah do what did he do in in between these he did something didn't he some michael oh he did pain again uh yeah yeah pain again which no, was a uh, uh, giant fucking load did not like that um 
No, there there was a uh, uh, what do you call it? There, there was a, a sort of like open ended a- ending where um, where Optimus Prime just flies away because <laughs> he's got rocket feet, and so he just flies away into space. And I'm like, why do all these robots have um, spaceships if they can just yeah, fly around space, on their yeah. feet? They aren't breathing anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is again. There's all this. The reason that they're on Earth, why they have the war on Earth. It all makes sense in the comic book and uh, the cartoon show, and it just doesn't make it. I don't know why they even bother to stay here when they can all just use their feet to fly. Yeah, fly it, back to Cybertron. There's a lot of inconsistencies. You'll get their all spark or whatever the fuck they want. Uh, yeah, and then they don't really talk about that. No. Um. Uh, about the the all spark thing anymore because I guess people thought that was stupid. Yeah. It so, was. uh, yeah. So they just, um, now it's, now it's the robot seed, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well that's less. Uh, Robogism. <laughs> Makes dinosaurs. <laughs> Why? Why was that the voice? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. You know what? I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I'm going to watch this when it's on Netflix. Uh, I can't say don't watch it. Right. Um, you can. You can say anything you want, buddy. You're right. It's a free country. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, like, if you found any enjoyment in the first three, there's nothing different in the, in this movie that should, that should suggest that you shouldn't see it. Um, other than it's horrible, misogynistic, racist, uh... Just just pro-American, but, like, in that kind of, like, ooh, we know that sometimes America can be heavy-handed, but we're America, so we already know that. We're <laughs> so great for knowing that. <laughs> like, it just seems like a lot of that. Which, again, I don't want to come down on, on all of America, because I sure. know it's not uh, it's not all like that. Uh, just, yeah. just their filmmakers. Yeah. Not all their filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so don't see that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, at least... You had uh, a nice light period every week where you were able to enjoy Uncle Cracker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, uh, is the album called again? Uh, it's called middle, Double Wide. Double Wide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best thing I can say about this movie, because I made a couple in, or this movie, this uh, this album, I made mm. a couple of notes. Yeah. Um, when I was... Uh, uh, when I was uh, listening to it, and um, it kept changing Uncle Cracker to Uncle Kraken, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best thing that. I'm an Uncle Kraken. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing that happened. To destroy the world. Um, uh. it, it's hard to talk about this because uh, it, it's just there's nothing. Yeah, like it's it's empty husks. Now, of... he's like a DJ guy too, though. Isn't he, he was so... he started out as Kid Rock's DJ. So right, Kid Rock it. is on this album oh, a couple of times. Lucky Duck. Hey, don't worry, he's not rapping. He's using his beautiful singing voice. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, it's just it's so he was the DJ, and then he's like, Mister Kid Rock, could I please put out an album, please? <laughs> and uh, Kid Rock was like, All right, comb my goatee, and you've got a deal. <laughs> So he did, and then they made an album. And it's, uh, uh, there's nothing to it. I don't know, uh, you know, it's all these kind of prepackaged beats with, um, uh, like, 
it's more of a concept than it is a genre. Uh-huh. Uh, they're like, well, what if we took beats and like kind of hip hop swagger and then put really generic, uh, you know, some slide guitar and some some elements of country music and of like, Ooh. you know, uh, 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 hip hop is what makes urban people shitty and country music <laughs> is what makes country people <laughs> shitty. So let's just put those things together <laughs> and form just a super shitty fat piece of shit. <laughs> Devil wide. <laughs> mm. Uncle Kraken is double wide. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. Boy. I was just very glib there in my interpretation of hip hop and country music. So uh-huh. I apologize for both those things. Yep. It's just it's so angering because it's just everything is so compressed and it just feels so manufactured and not uh, uh, genuine in any way. Because a lot of the lyrics are like, um, you know, pretty basic uh, uh like I'm so great and I come from the country and also I like hip hop and I got a gun and like like it's just that that generic uh, hip hop yeah. slash uh, I'm a good old country boy kind of oh, yeah. bullshit and it's so generic like that the main song that um, follow me or whatever. follow me yeah. is just nonsense because like the whole sentiment is like follow me and I love you and you can be my girl and I'll tuck you in at night and then and then. And then, like, Psst, I have a gun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, which, if it was that, I would kind of be on board. But it's like, it, it, it's that whole contradictory thing of like just trying to find kind of old stock sentiment yeah. from from songs like "Follow Me" and "I'll Be Your Man" and "I'll Do What I Can" and oh, "Flam Flam Flam." The rhyme, yeah, that rhymes. <laughs> um, and, then, and then in the next line, it'll be like, uh, uh, "You." You know, uh, you can be my girl. Just don't ask me to stay because I won't. But but I'm like, well, you just said you wanted to in the last thing. Yeah. Like, it's just these stock kind of like, ah, it's really inauthentic and really uh, uh, it, it bothers me because people listen to it and go like, ooh, this is what songwriting is because that's not what songwriting is. <laughs> and it really does. Do, it do really... people do that when they listen to Uncle Cracker? They're like, <laughs> you know uh, what? At least everyone else stop. This is the example. <laughs> this is it. We did it. <laughs> um, I dare say at least one person did that. Yeah, uh, I feel. But then this was his debut album, and he just—he's still putting out albums. So like, people really ate this fucking thing up. That do that they? A, do people still listen to this guy? I, well, somebody must. He's still making records. I mean, not you know. I mean, in the same sense that like people buy hip hop records, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess you so. Know? And I guess in a way, this was sort of like one of the pioneers of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there any rapping on this album? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And there, Does he rap or? Yep, um, <laughs> sort of. I guess. Like, yeah. he's so nondescript. There's nothing about this guy. Uh, he's, but, and, and that kind of makes it sad when he's doing the whole swagger. Like, uh, yeah. yo, I got lots of cool stuff about me. There's literally ten things about me. <laughs> That you can learn. One of them is that I got this shirt on. Like he's so there's so nothing about this guy that I'm just like I don't I don't believe you at all. Look, all the girls love me and remember my name. Three seconds after meeting me, nope, I don't believe it. Yeah, because he just looks like you know he might be an assistant manager at Walmart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, but like a very pleasant one. Sure. Oh, nice. Like, like you know. Like, you know oh, what? here comes Barry. He's he's a good guy. He's a sweet kid. Yeah. I hope you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, I hope he does real good tonight at the uh, softball game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as the umpire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's what he does. Um, and, and there's like a weird that's his new that's his new thing now. He now he's umpire cracker. <laughs> umpire cracking. <laughs> if some if one of our listeners does not form a band called Umpire Cracking, we've done we've not done our jobs. Um, oh, jolly, jolly good time. Yeah, there's a song called Good To Be Me, which I'm like, it probably isn't. But uh, he's like, if you don't like me, that's okay. I keep styling and smiling and handing out sunshine. I'm like, what are you trying to... What is your persona here? Who are you trying to be? I got a gun and I'm hardcore and I went to a bar and I beat up some guys and I got sunshine in my pockets. <laughs> Does he have sunshine? He's giving away sunshine. He says, I keep styling and smiling and handing out sunshine. <laughs> which, which again, leads to my theory that this guy's a real sweetheart. <laughs> so, I literally almost choked on my coffee. Uh, when you tell, <laughs> When you tell me he hands out sunshine. Well, uh, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Uh, mm. Well, I you know I assume he handed some of that sunshine to old Dan Gorman, and that's why he's not here today. He's just too happy. Oh yeah, he's just out there Love living it, it up, yep. sunshine. He wins. loves again. Gorman's not here, so I only can assume he loved this album. Uh, no, he did. He yeah. did because he's not here. It, it is my he's, job. He's to... somewhere listening to it right now. Uh, I, I oh, could... oh, I assume so. Yeah. Why wouldn't well, he be? Which is, I guess, probably it's his why favorite he's album. Ill. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, what do you got? Uh, what are you throwing at us for this week here? What do I got to listen to? Well, I saw this on on uh, the the front page of a uh, uh, music thing that this existed, and uh, normally I, I don't like the idea of giving out a uh, a, a best of, but. Um, uh, what's called greatest hits, but th- there's no such thing with this band. Uh, so uh, this is 14 songs by a band called uh, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh man, Goo Goo Dolls Greatest Hits Volume One. Oh, so there's going to be another volume of Greatest Hits of Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, it's coming any day now. Um, this big uh, big big hit. Uh, uh th- this band. It angers me to no end. Like, yeah. like I hate this band. With I the do same, not like them. No, with the same passion that I hate, uh, uh, like something like Uncle Cracker, where it's just this, these big dumb radio hits that are yeah, meant yeah. to be played at the end of Spider Man or whatever you know yeah. fucking blockbuster movie yeah. is happening, um, or whatever Meg Ryan romantic comedy <laughs> is happening at the time. Sure. So, uh, hey, didn't they get into like 
I guess the '90s version of power ballads. Yeah, that, that's that's what they did. Yeah. Like that, I will remember your name, <laughs> like stuff like that. So it was really pretty. Thank you. It actually was. <laughs> I, that was really beautiful, and I didn't mean I it to be. That, I didn't even mean it to be. It's just. It's hard to sing Goo Goo Dolls without being beautiful, uh, and and I find this band notable because they like they started out as like a punk band, yeah, like, as like this we're fucking awesome punk rock guys, yeah. and uh, uh, I remember seeing this video of them uh, where uh, they they were supposed to be on like some cable access or something like that when they were like a, a young snotty punk band, and mm. and they were supposed to lip sync and play along with with. Uh, the track with yeah. the album track yeah. kind of thing but they were way too punk rock for that yeah. so they just went and got a bunch of brooms and wigs and put on the wigs and played the brooms like as if it was a guitar and i'm like okay that's that's what you see as as yeah, you know yeah. like kind of uh like clever satire or whatever yeah it's like ah, uh, i just i hate them as a band, I don't know them as people. <laughs> Make that abundantly clear. Yeah. But I hate them as a band, and I hate what they do. So, yep. uh, so yeah, enjoy that for a week. Oh, thanks. Yeah. A bunch. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we should move on to rolling. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. And we're we're gonna roll some dice. Yeah. Where's, where's the dice? Where's the dice? <laughs> our uh, our Filming film experience this week will be uh, because there's absolutely nothing good opening. Uh-huh. We're going to do a winner's choice. Yep. Uh, and yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I just rolled the dice uh, uh, involuntarily. <laughs> so that doesn't count because it's only a three. Um, so, uh, yeah, that will be our uh, winner. will be winner's choice. Yep. And our loser, we're going to do a Netflix picks. Yep. Uh, we're going to do, uh, in a lot of people's opinions, Matt LeBlanc's best movie, uh, Ed, the, uh, baseball comedy starring Matt LeBlanc being out acted by a monkey. Yes. Yeah. This sounds great. All right. So uh-huh. I'm going to go get the dice. <laughs> Okay, here uh, comes Marol. We, and we've decided, because it's the two of us here, and Dan Gorman is, uh, as previously mentioned, under the weather, he gets to be exempt this week. So just Casey and I will roll Yeah. So to pick the loser. So Dan Gorman can watch anything he wants, and one of us is going to watch a monkey play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch a monkey play baseball, and then the movie Ed. <laughs> All right, here I go. What do you got there? Wow, I rolled a one. <laughs> as if as if foretelling my uh, future. I got a four. There you go. Enjoy the monkey. <laughs> I will. I will enjoy the monkey and to a lesser extent, Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> All right. That was easy. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, okay. I'm gonna go see a monkey. So, <laughs> yeah, let's get into uh, 9021. Oh yeah! All right, here yeah. we go. Now, this episode. Uh, hold on. Well, and I'll do. You can get ready, and I'll do the preamble where we are watching 90210 Beverly Hills 90210. In case you weren't sure, uh, season one. We are uh, each taking turns watching an episode. Um, 
and then describing it to each other. Last week, I had an episode week before Dan. That's how this works. And now Casey. Then it'll be Dan again. Then me. Yeah. Then Casey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this week, it's Casey. This week is good old Casey. That's yeah. me. That's you. And I watched an episode called A Fling in Palm Spring. Oh, you had like a spring break episode. Spring break episode. Yeah. Neurotic. Just- <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so. <laughs> Uh, let me read you the uh, synopsis. Yes, please. Uh, during President's Weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the gang goes to Palm Springs. Where to, is President's Weekend a thing? <laughs> what is going on in the United States of America? Uh, I don't understand. Uh, okay, during President's <laughs> Weekend, uh, the gang goes to Palm Springs, where Dylan and Brenda plan to meet at the hotel lobby. For some alone time. Um, what are you going to do for President's Weekend, Casey? Do <laughs> <laughs> any big President's Weekend plans? Uh, yeah, I was going to dress up like Abraham Lincoln and <laughs> something about Obama, because yeah. those are the only presidents I remember. <laughs> I'm just going to kick back this year and play baseball with a monkey. <laughs> oh, sure. Yep. Sure. That's America's favorite pastime. You know, if you want to uh, <laughs> show your pride of President's Weekend. Yeah, Weekend. Sure. Not a it's day. a whole weekend. Yeah, presidents know how to cut loose. <laughs> they know when to do it. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, yeah. So it's time to cut loose. Dylan and uh, in Palm Springs, Dylan and Brenda plan to fuck. Yeah. Um, and David has a access to his parents, his grandparents' big crazy house in oh. Palm Springs. So he brings Steve and Kelly and all the gang along and tries to be friends with them, even though they hate him. <laughs> Maybe he should try calling MC Hammer again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, so fill me in. All right, so here we go. This is, a, this is a fucking bonkers episode. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I feel like they've been upping the bananas quotient uh, yeah. uh, lately. Yeah, this uh, this is no no different. Okay. So we start out with uh, Brenda and Dylan making out in Dylan's car. Mm. And Dylan is like, come on, let's fuck. And she's like, no, not tonight. I'm still a virgin. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, but I want to find my penis in that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, that's for my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saving it for someone special who sleeps across the hall from me. <laughs> Um, so, uh, she's like, uh, no, I'm going to Palm Springs with Donna and Blitzen and whoever her friends are. <laughs> I don't remember her stupid friends anyway. Uh, and he's, and Dylan's like, well, I'm going to go too. So I'll get a room and, uh, and we can fuck. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, like easy. Good Lord. But uh, she's like, I guess, okay. Um, so then we cut over to uh, Brandon, and he wants a new car. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to Palm Springs. So that's oh. his whole uh, B-plot. He deserves a new car because he did only uh, drink and drive his into a wreck. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know. he needs a new car. Yeah. Um, if he wants to keep drinking and driving, which I assume he does, because yeah. it's awesome fun. He's been a good boy. He's only you know bullied a racial minority girl and uh, yeah, yeah, been occasionally racist and psychotic. Yeah, yeah. Time, time for a new car. Yeah, let's let's get this psycho a car. Where else is he going to have his first sexual experience with his sister? No. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, so then we cut to the halls of. 
Beverly Hills, 90210 high. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> David Silver is talking to his little ventriloquist dummy buddy. <laughs> And they're talking about how many girls are going to be at Palm Springs. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because that's all they ever talk about. Uh-huh. That's all David Silver and his boyfriend talk about. That's <laughs> how much they wish they liked girls. <laughs> um, so David goes up. David just goes up to Steve and is all like, hey, Steve, what are you doing? And Steve's like, would you fuck off, David? I literally hate you and I don't want to talk to you. And then he goes on to explain why. He's like, would you just, I just don't want to talk to you because I'm not allowed to go to Palm Springs because it's too expensive and I have nowhere to stay. Um, and David's like, oh, Steve, I've got a, my parent, my grandparents have a house because my mom and dad got divorced and my grandparents like me or something because of the divorce so why don't you come and stay with me and steve's like oh now we're best friends because you got a place to stay uh-huh. so uh steve's a flip-flop right tell you oh yeah he's a slimy i <laughs> just just unpleasant per- like he's an unpleasant looking human being let alone who <laughs> I he is on this show on a whole yeah yeah he, he weirds me out um, iron iron yeah so, uh, so whatever yeah, then Steve is. talks to Brandon, um, <laughs> whatever, sea cow. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Steve talks to Brandon and is like, Brandon, please come to Palm Springs. Uh, and Brandon's like, no, I'm not going, just to reiterate that. Um, so, uh, yeah, so David's little buddy is like, oh, uh, w- but we have to go to Magic Mountain this weekend. We can't go to Palm Springs. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just further solidifying their relationship is on rocky ground at this point. Magic Mountain. Yeah, I guess it's a like Canada's Wonderland, except for not in Canada. Um, we have to go to the Magical Mountain, David. But, but David, you said you'd take me to Magic Mountain. You never take me anywhere anymore. Oh boy. Um, oh, and David goes, show. but David goes. Um, no, I'm not going to miss the chance to hang out with Kelly and Steve. <laughs> they might bang again. Yeah. I want to hear and, it. And I'm bringing my video camera with me. Um, so, uh, so then we cut to Palm Springs, and it is a montage of kids being really lame on spring break. Sorry, <laughs> President's Weekend. <laughs> um like like we're you know how how you get like the the uh, the shots of like up and down the main drag where the kids are all parked and sitting on their cars yeah. and and like they should be like you know drinking beers and flashing their boobs but these kids are just like wearing sweaters and eating doritos <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty great. Spring. Bring your sweater. It might get chilly. Have some Doritos, but don't eat too many. Sensible bites. So so that's all happening. And uh, and of course, David is there in the, the passenger seat of Steve's car with his video camera filming all the girls' butts. <laughs> um, and just and just being a giant spaz about it. Uh, and St- Is the little buddy there? Did, did no, go, no, little buddy. Does he, he go to Magic Mountain alone? I guess he went to Magic Mountain alone, <laughs> which makes me so sad. Um there should have been an epilogue of him in line by himself. <laughs> just, just, <sighs> just a single tear. 
and then just on the on the roller coaster, but sad. Yeah. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> just just crying too. Um. Uh. So yeah. So Steve's like, would you fucking be cruel for once in your idiot life, David? Um. And Kelly is. Uh. Kelly's pissed off at Steve. She's like, oh, I can't believe you're hanging out with David Silver. I'm like, give the fucking kid a break. <laughs> yeah, he's a pervert. I get it. But, like, he's having you all over to his grandparents' house. Yeah. Obviously, it's like a cheap move to try to gain friends, but... Yeah. Um, but you took the bait. You're all going. Exactly. So don't rag on the guy you depend on right yeah. now. Wait until you get back to school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or he fully becomes a sexual predator. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which is any day now. This kid is <laughs> blossoming fast. <laughs> so um, so anyway, so David is, goes to a vending machine because he needs some Doritos too. Uh, and he meets a girl named Tuesday. And uh-huh. uh, she's wearing a lot of eyeliner and stuff, but and a leather jacket, but no one thinks anything of it. And she seems to like him, and, and he's like, "Oh, you should come to my to my house in Palm Springs." Um, well, they're in Palm Springs, so that uh, was redundant. But yeah. uh, and she's like, "I totally will," and and she's like, "And I'll bring some friends for your friend." Nope. Um, and then okay, so then we cut to Brenda, and um. Uh, oh, I don't know. She's just talking about how nervous she is to fuck Dylan. Right. Uh, and they're doing this on the main drag. And I noticed this. This is really great. Because um, there's kids all up and down the main drag. And there's an extra in the background. Because the three girls, Donna and and Kelly and Brenda, are all standing around talking about how Brenda might fuck Dylan. Yeah. And there's a girl eating a giant bag of Doritos. <laughs> um and uh, uh, like these three three other girls, and she is literally just standing there staring at the three girls, like she's watching the show. <laughs> she's like eating, drinking a coke, and just watching. Like she looks like she's watching the show from inside the show. It is. I was like, that's good. You could. Was there no other take than this? But uh, but anyway, fantastic. Yeah. So Brenda's nervous. Yeah, about getting some pee in the V. <laughs> so, uh, so Brenda goes to a hotel and she's like, "Oh, I'm here to meet Dylan." And the hotel guy is like, "Who's Dylan?" <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't watch the show. <laughs> no, he doesn't watch as avidly as some of the extras. Um, uh, she's like, oh, I'm supposed to be at the Desert Palm Mirage. And he's like, well, this is the Mirage Palm Desert. <laughs> and, Idiot. Yeah. And she's like, but th- all of the hotels around here are called Palm Mirage something or other. And I don't remember which one it is. And the guy's like, I don't care. Get out. <laughs> so she, Goddamn right. Uh, yeah. Get he's, the fuck out of here. He's not wrong. Um, Should have written it down, dummy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so then we cut back to uh, to David, and he's showing everyone around the house, and he's like, hey, wait till you see this. There's a real secluded hot tub over here where nobody can hear you and, you know, what you're doing in the hot tub. <laughs> so they go and Farting, guess. I <laughs> this is the hot tub in which you go to fart. <laughs> All the bubbles make it really. Uh, it's the perfect try. <laughs> Hey, it ain't a crime if you don't get caught, all right? If I understand correctly. Um, so, uh, 
So they get to the to the secret hot tub, and guess who's in there? David's grandparents. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and they're just like partying and having a good time because yeah. they are cool. So yeah. Um, oh, and they're like, "Oh my God, you kids are here! Why are you kids here?" And David's like, "It's spring break. It's President's weekend." <laughs> And so, so the grandparents are like, uh, uh, "Oh, sweet! Well, we'll hang out with you." And David's like, "Wah wah." Um, so, uh, so then we cut back to Brendan, Bre- Brenda. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Where is Brandon and all this? God damn it! He had to stay home because he had to work. He couldn't go. No. Um, uh, and his B plot hasn't started yet. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so Brenda's like. Um, she lost her wallet, which is where she had the information for the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so there's this bellhop who's like, uh, hey, do you, do you not know where your boyfriend is? And she's like, no. And he's like, why don't you come stay with me? And she's like, no. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, like just this bellhop is like, uh, uh, but he's like, you know, like greasy hair or kind of like uh, like 90s good looking, like long stringy greasy hair. Uh, Go on. <laughs> slower. <laughs> so this is doing wonders for my bellhop fetish. Um but like a greasy '90s bellhop. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. It's pretty good. Um, so, uh, so she's like, "No, I don't want to do that." And then we cut back to um, uh, old lady Andrea, and she comes into the peach pit. Uh, so this here is where we start Brandon's story. Um, oh, yay! Crazy, yeah. crazy Brandon. Yeah. So he's got he's being responsible, not going to Palm Springs because he has to work. And yeah. there's a little kid, a little wise cracking kid, just hanging out at the at the. Uh, bar or whatever at the peach pit and and um, Brandon's like how come you're always here kid and the kid's like ah the food sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> like the kid's doing bits and shit he's like ah I want some fries but don't make them greasy this time you can't do anything right wah, wah. so that's the kid that's with the kids just there and Andrea's there like going what the fuck's with this kid and, and Brandon's like I don't know he hangs out here all does the time does he tell her again how he's never gonna bang her because that was really swell at the end of my last episode. No, but the kid does. <laughs> uh, like, Brandon shows the kid his uh, his friendship bracelet. He's got a friendship bracelet from a friend of his Who or does something. Brandon, Brandon or the kid? Brandon, Brandon has a shows, yeah, bracelet. has a friendship bracelet. Uh, and shows Is it, it to on the his kid. ankle? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not around his ankle, necessarily. Um but uh, but then the kids said, like talking to Andrea and he's like, hey, how come you don't have a friendship bracelet? How come he didn't give you one? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't know. And he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> like he knows. He's like, you're never going to get fucked. Um, uh, so, uh, oh, yeah. So that happens. So we're introduced to uh, Brandon's little buddy who's like an 11 year old kid. Uh-huh. Um, so then we cut back and Dylan calls Brandon and is like, where's your sister? I'm supposed to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Brandon is looks generally hurt, like like genuinely hurt. Sorry, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I don't know where she is. Is she supposed to be with you? And Dylan's like, uh, yeah, wink. <laughs> and Brandon's like, oh, did your penis just wink at me? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, did you like it? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, 
Yeah, so he doesn't know. And then and then Dylan hangs up the phone. He's like, where the hell? And then he looks over and he's like, Janie? And there's this, uh, you know, early 90s hot girl, yeah. Janie. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, Dylan, let's catch up. Um, and then we cut to Tom the bellboy is letting Brenda just stay in their broom closet in the hotel. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, How big is it? Broom closet size is little. Get in there. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, wh- why is the? Well, I mean, because she doesn't know where her, where right. everyone else is. Right. And she's like, where am I going to stay? And Tom's like, stay in the room closet. And she's like, I will. <laughs> um, so, uh, so she's not having a very good time. Oh. Um, so then Brenda calls Brandon and says, like, oh, what's going on? And like, I don't know where Dylan is. And and Brandon's like, yeah, he, Dylan just called. Uh, but I don't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hit me until just now. Why didn't Dylan tell Brandon? Well, if you talk to Brenda, tell her this is where I am. Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen. No. Um. So then we cut over to uh, back to David's uh crazy party at his grandparents' house, and um David's girl shows up. Uh, remember Tuesday, the girl that he oh, met. Oh right, uh, right. Yeah. And and she shows up with her two friends for Steve. And guess what? They're generic 90s punks. Oh. What? Which, like, is that offensive? I think because, like, that's the thing. <laughs> the whole thing is like, oh, you know, she's going to bring a couple of girls for your friend. And then they show up and they've got, like, you know, like, punk hairstyles. And, you know, like, that, that sort yeah, of, yeah. like, what TV thought punk was right, in the right. early 90s. Like, so they got the big teased hair. Yeah. They basically look like they, they should have been hanging out in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Right. Um, and then they're like, oh, that's gross. Well, they're going to be, you know, I don't know, filthy or whatever punks do. <laughs> um, and then, um, so Brenda finally finds the, the, the right hotel. Uh-huh. She finds Dylan and guess what? He's there with Janie. Oh God. And she's like, what the fuck? And then she <laughs> leaves and then she comes back and then she kicks Janie out violently. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, she's like who the fuck is this girl and dylan's like she's just this girl i grew up with uh like we were just catching up nothing happened and but brenda's still like super mad and she's like fine have sex with me and he's like what and she's like i just want to get it over with let's just fuck and he's like oh now it's weird (laughs) um so then they cut back to we cut back to brandon and he has another little moment with the kid, and the kid's doing his wisecracking. Ah, oh, the food here stinks, and you're a shitty waiter. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, okay, so then we go back to the party um, at David's grandparents' place. And David's grandparents uh, are coming out of the house with a big tray of drinks uh, and going, Hey, kids, tequila! And I'm like, wow, these are high school kids. And how many of them are there? Is this two old people, two David, o- Steve, and three girls? And No, no, no. The, no, David, Steve, the three girls, Kelly, Donna, oh, okay. right, right. and then just a million just, fucking other random just kids. Brought in, just okay. found a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah right. Um, it looks like a pretty sweet party. They're yeah. all hanging out at the pool and yeah. doing it up. Um, and the grandparents are going to give them tequila. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, these are high school kids. You know how old David is and what a nerd he is, by the way. (laughs) I don't think he's going to handle this very well at all. Yeah, and I figure like those kids should probably be like, oh, fuck, these old people are getting us loaded. That is sweet. (laughs) And David's like, Grandma, you're embarrassing me. So he's like mortified that the grandparents are there. Oh, my God. Um, Why does he keep doing this? Uh, Okay, so... um, Oh, and once again, Steve... Having seen his choice of either the punk girls or uh, 
Kelly, which mm-hmm. is Johnny Garth, right? Yeah, yeah Kelly. Uh, he tries to go and fuck uh, Kelly. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, and she's like, no, because mm-hmm. you're Ian Searing, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you'll never have sex. Um, and uh, so Dylan and Brenda show up at the party, and the grandparents answer answer the door, and they're like, hi, we're here for the party, because now they just know where the party is. Like, we're here for the party, and uh, this guy won't fuck me. Like she's like yelling at Dylan for not fucking her in front of the grandparents, and the grandparents are like, "Okay, would you like some tequila? <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Maybe we can get that party started for you." Um. So, uh, so anyway, so David tells David like finally goes to his grandparents, and his grandparents are like, "Oh, we're having fun. We're gonna make some burgers and hot dogs for your friends. Those are gonna be awesome." Um. And uh, David's like, no, nobody likes you. Fuck off. Just let us live in your house and you go away. And like my friends are just being nice to you. Everybody hates you. And then the grandma starts to cry and runs away. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus, this guy is an asshole. This guy is a perverted asshole. Um, so, uh, So now and then inexplicably in the next scene, the granddad is giving relationship advice to Steve and Dylan and everyone else, like the dudes, and that like the party split off into dudes, which was led by the grand grandfather who's giving them relationship advice, and then the grandmother is giving the, all the girls relationship advice. Uh, so that's weird. I guess. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, this show. Uh. Yeah, and I'm not even halfway through. So, <laughs> oh my God. So many notes. Um. So then we find Brandon, uh, uh, we cut back and Brandon is, um, oh, wait, wait, no, sorry. The best thing happens. Uh, so while the grandparents are giving the, the relationship advice, David and Tuesday sneak off together and they start getting it on. Oh my God. David's getting some. About to. Uh. And then Tuesday, the girl's like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this with you. And he's like, why? <laughs> and she's like, well, cause... I already have a boyfriend, and he blew me off, But I, and I was trying to get even with him, and you sort of look like him, except for he's much taller and much better looking than you. <laughs> so I can't. I was just trying to do this to get over him, but I can't. I physically cannot have sex with you. And he's like, oh. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh. Ah, I should have gone to Magic Mountain. <laughs> oh, man. I could be getting a sweet handy on the fucking roller coaster right now for my little ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> so then the girl leaves, and it's like, oh, my God, this guy. I'm surprised that, like, this guy is going to headline the um, uh, the episode on teen suicide at some point. <laughs> um so uh, so yeah, we cut back to Brandon, and he's at the peach pit, and he's closing up, and he's uh, he j- he leaves, and then he's like, oh, I forgot something. Then he goes back, and he finds the kid there stealing money from the cash register. Oh no! Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! He is disappointed. <laughs> he is crestfallen. <laughs> Um, so uh, so he's like, what the fuck, kid? I'm going to call the cops, you piece of shit. And the kid's like, mm, but I'm homeless. My mom and my brother are hungry. And Brandon's like, okay, I'll make you some burgers and and give you my friendship bracelet. Which <laughs> he does. <laughs> does he? Yeah. <laughs> So at this oh, point, wonderful. that kid's got more of a chance with Brandon than Andrea does. <laughs> <laughs> Upsetting. Yeah. All right. So we go back to the grandparents' house now, um, and they're playing charades. 
because these people know how to get down. Yes. Hey, President's Weekend. Yeah, guess which president I am. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's what they're doing. Uh, And and Dylan... Uh, Dylan is the one doing the charades, and he's uh, and he keeps pointing. He is the local badass of this show. Oh uh, yeah, but he's doing real badass charades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are the these are the worst ass charades you've ever seen. Um, so Dylan keeps pointing at Brenda, who's still mad. Keep in mind that he didn't fuck her, right? Um, and he keeps pointing at her, and then Granddad's like, "I know what the answer is. It's Pretty Woman." And then Brenda's not mad at all anymore. She is enchanted. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you think I'm Pretty Woman?" And she now she's just in love with him again. Um, so they're all happy. I guess that resolves that. And then and da- and then uh, Steve goes uh, to Kelly and is like, you know, it would be really nice if we were together again. Do you ever think about that? And she's like, no. And she walks away. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you get, Steve, you fucking gross pig. Uh, <laughs> then, um, it's so long. There's so much of this. Uh, then David goes to his grandparents and apologizes for being a fuck. And his grandparents are like, we have to stay together because divorce is terrible. Um, and then <laughs> this is the weirdest part of the whole thing. Dylan's sensibilities frighten me. Uh, so they're out by the pool now, Dylan and Brenda, and they're talking. They're like, uh, like, oh, you know, those grandparents are really sweet. Can you? And Brenda's like, can you imagine if we were grandparents? Do you think we'd be good grandparents? Um, and Dylan's like, oh, I don't know if I'd be a good uh, and sh- uh, a good granddad. And she's like, oh, you don't you don't think so, Pa? And <laughs> then Dylan's like, well, I don't know, little lady. And I'm like, uh, does Dylan think that all grandparents are John Wayne? <laughs> like, why is that his grandparent impression? <laughs> he just thinks, I guess, I guess when you have kids who have kids, you turn into John Wayne. Fucking A. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then Brenda asks uh Dylan if she kissed if he kissed Janie and then he says oh yeah she goes oh yeah well I met a bellhop named Tom and then they wrestle. <laughs> he put me in a closet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody puts Brenda in a closet uh, second base yeah <laughs> if I understand the 90s correctly second base is where you just put someone in a closet and then you go back to work <laughs> that's what I did uh, and then, okay, so then we cut back. We did, just to put a button on Brandon's story. Uh, Brandon's coming home, and and his dad's there, and is like, "Oh, hey, uh, remember how you wanted a new car? We'll help you out with that." Oh, nice. Yeah, and Brandon's like, "No, you know what? I don't want a new car. I'm pretty lucky." So like he meets a homeless boy, and now he doesn't want a car anymore. <laughs> He's like, "You know what? I wanted a car until I found out there were homeless people." <laughs> What a fucking nutcase. He's a he is such a nut job. Um so yeah. So the, I guess the moral of that story is if you want a car, don't because somebody might not live in a house. So the end. Jesus. It was crazy. Ugh, wow, a wonderful episode. It really was. It was uh, pretty very, very happy episode. with that one. Yeah. Oh, good golly. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, next week we'll be back with uh, yet another episode as uh, viewed by Mr. Dan Gorman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. 
Uh, well, uh, let's get into our uh, TV Dad Cage match. TV dads in a fight to the death with each other in a uh, in Thunderdome, fully with weapons, to see who the best <laughs> murder dad is. Murder dad. <laughs> um, uh, very exciting one this week. We have uh, maybe the the favorite in this whole thing. Uh, Dan Connor from Roseanne is portrayed by John Goodman, mm-hmm. uh, going, one of the best TV dads of all time. All time. Uh, going up against uh, the second appearance of Richard Mulligan uh, from Soap, Burt Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's a more complicated character than old Dr. Harry West. Uh, much more complicated. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see what weapons they have, and then we'll talk about what these guys are like. Okay, Dan Connor gets the whistle. Oh. Well, he's Dan Connor. He doesn't sure. need anything. That's right. And Richard Mulligan, or rather Burt Campbell, gets... What's number two? Uh, so. <laughs> number two. <laughs> um... <laughs> Jeez, uh, I haven't rolled that one in a while. Well, no. God what have damn. we... Uh, like, I feel like it's either the spear or the baseball bat. Yeah, I think it's the bat. All right. Yeah, that makes sense, because I think the spear is bat three, and then four is a chainsaw? No, four is the special purpose. Oh, yeah. Special Five is big hammer, bit. six is chainsaw. Yeah. Right. Bat. All right. Bat with nails. Bat. Okay. Give me the bat. <clears throat> uh, okay, so Dan Connor, he's a uh, you know, family man. Mm-hmm. As they all are. <laughs> TV dads. Yeah, because they're TV dads. <laughs> So that's yeah. implied. <clears throat> uh, he's very handy. You know, uh, he's got a workshop. Yeah, yeah, he's got a workshop. He he can fix a lot of things. Yeah. He uh, he's good with bikes. Yeah, because in later episodes he uh, he owns a bike shop. That's right. Um, he's done like uh, contracting work. I yep. think yep. he's uh, he's just he's like all around blue collar dad. Yeah, absolutely. But he's still a fucking great father. Yep. He's a great husband. Yep. He. Uh, um, <laughs> he's a goddamn dreamboat <laughs> if i may editorialize um yeah dan connor's yeah. the fucking man absolutely he's the he's the man every father should aspire to be yeah then uh bert campbell um is a stepfather he's the only one of those that we might have in this Oh. He's stepfather to uh, Billy Crystal's character Jody, who's uh, again one of the, one of the first openly Open gay characters thing. on television, mm-hmm. and also, step- but not not played for not like Jim J. Bullock level gay, like like no. he's just a, a straightforward kind of yeah, yeah. Like, they character they, who happens to be gay, right? Which well, is very forward thinking. Yeah, for that although guy. they did have him like their idea of gay in the first few episodes was he dressed. He cross dresses. Oh yeah, which was like a, and, um, like I think then back they got then, rid like, of that entirely. Yeah, they stopped doing that. Be- I wonder if it's because that's offensive. Probably. Or, Just to assume that gay yeah. guys... Uh, <clears throat> uh, and then uh, also a stepfather to uh, Ted Waz. Yeah. His character. Waz. Yeah. Wazzy. <laughs> old Wazzy boy. And, but his thing is he has married his wife because he murdered her previous husband. Yeah. So this is our only murderer. Yeah. An actual murderer. Actual... Is it our only murderer? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I feel like yes. Dark. 
Yeah. So it's Richard now, Mulligan. Yeah. Well, but he is still totally zany and wacky. Yeah, and he's still very Richard Mulligan. Like yeah. he's still very and he's like likable and a lot of guilt because he murdered the husband. So in, in season one of Soap, he is rendered impotent. Oh. By by uh, his guilt over murder. Hmm. I wonder if I, I knew what impotent meant when I used to watch this. I, like I watched the show when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to let that lay there for a second. <laughs> oh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, All right. I just wanted this to be flaccid for a second. <laughs> I just wanted this to this a penis not to be hard for a second. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no direct correlation. Um, uh, uh, this has been a no boner moment. <laughs> um, this no boner moment has been brought to you by... Hey, Not my boner. The more you know. <laughs> um, okay. So, and Dan Connor, I think he's the best example of uh, the tough guy uh, TV dad, the sitcom dad, who's like going to throw out the hey. Yeah, not take it. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he'll and, tell his kids oh, to shut the fuck the up. The audience is gonna go. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then, and then <clears throat> at the end of the episode, he'll kiss Roseanne, and the audience will go. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be gross because yeah. Roseanne's gross. Yeah. <clears throat> um, also, he goes and beats the shit. Yeah. Out of a, a guy on the show, which that doesn't happen in sitcoms too often. You get a tough guy moment out of a dad, but nothing happens. One of the best uh, moments in sitcom history yeah. is when uh, he finds out that Jackie, uh, Roseanne's sister, and mm-hmm. his sister-in-law... Um, Played amazingly by Laurie Metcalf. Oh, my God, by the brilliant Laurie Metcalf, who yeah. I don't understand why she's not in everything, because she's the fucking funniest. So funny. Um, one of the founding members of uh, Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the band, the theater. What? <laughs> yeah, she, was, she wasn't in the band Steppenwolf. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, you know what? Maybe she was in both. I don't... <laughs> I think... I think she's in the band Steppenwolf. Let's just be safe and say <laughs> she was in both. <laughs> um, keep our bases yeah. covered. Uh, yeah, so so uh, Dan finds out that... Uh, that uh, Jackie's boyfriend is beating up on her and he goes and kicks the living crap out of the guy. Yeah. Uh, such a satisfying moment oh, in, in sitcom history. But also, like, I liked that they addressed that when he came back, they're pissed off at him for doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like not, it's not, not really, you know, too much hero parade for going and beating the shit out of a guy. That violence doesn't, you know. Yeah, right. So I, I liked, uh, you know, Roseanne was a very good show. I know people have opinions on Roseanne Barr beyond and what she is. And, and she, like that, she was a brilliant writer. Like, she was a yeah. great writer. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, her, her stand-up, um, you know, when she was a domestic goddess or whatever, right. this was back when you kind of had to have a gimmick, yeah. or when gimmicks were very popular she yeah she was a great writer great mind and and uh, a fantastic comedian yeah absolutely and yeah. the show was just kick-ass for a really long time well i mean look at the people who worked on it uh, uh you know like the, it's where um joss whedon got his start yep. it's where uh, mitch Hurwitz got his start yeah yeah pretty yeah, great really good yeah. um so yeah i feel like he's got that you know he is one of the few dads who will not just have like a stand up for a second but really go out there and be fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's a blue collar, you know, Illinois guy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go fight somebody. <clears throat> yeah, and then, but yeah, again, uh, Bert Campbell is our only murderer there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and he's got a bat with nails in it. Uh, Dan Connor's got a whistle. Yeah. What do we see really going on here to start off this death match? Uh, well, Dan Connor again is a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh. I don't know. I don't know who who strikes first. Yeah. 
What's got he gonna, is he, he's got the whistle. He's got the whistle. Yeah. I mean, he was he played uh, high school football. That's right. Um, but I, I think he's smarter than than just to be you know like hear a whistle and yeah no. <laughs> blow a whistle and <laughs> go crazy and go nuts. <laughs> I feel like he's got a higher cognitive capacity yeah. than that. I gotta say he doesn't do anything really with the whistle to start off. Maybe no. he just like oh hold on to it like hey free whistle. Yeah uh, yeah right because <laughs> he's also a man who appreciates a free whistle. <laughs> I think that becomes abundantly clear in season three. That's <laughs> uh, all I'll say. It's a good story arc. Um, yeah, it really is. I think, okay, well, Burt Campbell is an edgy kind of weird guy, so I think he's going to start wearily walking towards Dan Connor with yeah. with the bat cocked. Okay. Just like he, they know why they're there. Yeah, right. Somebody's got to die. Yeah, and and uh, uh, Burt Campbell has killed somebody, so, I mean, right. he... he like, he may have that resolve of like, well, you know, my dick doesn't work. <laughs> well, his, maybe his dick works again, but if he is to kill this man, what at what cost? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Will he lose his will, dick? Am I going to lose my dick? Or or will it make his dick more powerful than ever? <laughs> These are the questions you ask uh, before you, you kill a man, a with, man a bat. with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of boner is this going to give me? <laughs> Maybe too too much boner than I can handle. <laughs> is it too much boner? Is it not uh, enough boner? Nah, I got an achy boner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell my boner. My achy breaky boner. <sighs> too hard. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think he is kind of just slowly approaching Dan Connor, who's going to do the Dan Connor nice guy thing. Yeah, I think he's standing his ground, yeah. but he's just like... Uh, uh, but I, again, Dan Connor's a smart man. He doesn't know. I mean, he knows there's no way out of this other right. than than to kill your opponent. Yeah. So I think he's just standing his ground. Yeah. Like he he's resolved to the fact that this is going to happen. Yeah. And uh, and that there's a tall, gaunt man <laughs> with a bat coming at him. Yeah. But I feel like he's not that scared. Like I no, feel no. like he's just resolved to it, and I think he's just standing there waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Um, oh my! With the whistle, what's he going to do with the whistle? He can do something with this whistle. Does I, Richard Mulligan now maybe? Uh, he's murdered before, and yeah. now he has the bat. Perhaps uh, he's got a boner now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so he's got so blood. Like the 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 closer he gets to murdering a man, the harder his boner gets. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you suggesting that he might, that he's going to start using the boner as a like, tactical defense? I'm going. Uh, I was trying to figure out something with the whistle, and I got here. Okay, Can so, he so, okay, so this is what happened. <laughs> okay. Much like in the movie Tracks, uh, right. Richard Mulligan's got a raging uh, murder boner. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, uh, and then Dan Connor is going to use the whistle to charm it like a snake. Yes, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so he's using the whistle. And so he, now, but now the uh, his boner will do Dan Connor's bidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So now Richard Mulligan, a uh, Burt Campbell's boner starts attacking him, <laughs> but only in the pubic region. Well, listen, uh, he's his. His penis is very connected to his murdering. Yeah. So we know this. So he's yeah. now, meta, uh, you, you would almost say metaphorically, he is fighting with his own sexuality. Here, oh, but yeah. he is not. It or is quite literally, literally. Fighting, <laughs> fighting with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he's punching at it like he's oh he's gonna have to use the bat. He's got to use the bat because his dick is overpowering. Him. So, so so now all Dan is doing is just standing there blowing a whistle, <laughs> watching a man beat himself in the penis with a bat. Um, and the bat has spikes. It's, it really does. And also, I mean, I don't know if our listeners know that much about the mechanics of a boner, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to assume I'm not anything. an expert. Please fill me in. No, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> what happens when you get a boner is that it fills with blood. Right. Um, and then becomes... Whose blood? Uh, just any blood that's around. <laughs> I think it's mostly pig's blood. I don't know. I didn't take anatomy. That's what they use in movies. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Right. I think a lot of it is just caro syrup. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But um, uh, so so he's beating himself about the dick with the uh, with the b- bat with spikes, and one of yeah. the spikes catches on his dick. Yeah. Ah, this oh. is making me. This is getting worse. <laughs> Where's Dan Gorman? Uh, yeah, yeah. He usually tempers this kind of thing. Uh, All right. So now his boner has a hole in it. <laughs> yeah, another hole. And it's like a um. Uh, like a water balloon, right? Uh, and and it's just spurting. Oh, oh. <laughs> we need to get out of this. Okay. Um. Uh. But anyway, the boner does have a hole in it, and so yeah. he's losing blood. So, right. Uh, so he's getting a little woozy. Yeah. But now he knows, as a murderer, he knows yeah. he's got to take his chance now. Yeah. Uh. So he stops beating his own dick <laughs> with the with the bat. Right. And he lunges towards Dan with the bat. Right. What happens? <clears throat> Is the bat. Uh, in his hands, or is it st- stuck to his? Dick? <laughs> no, it's not stuck to his. Dick. <laughs> okay, it, the hole is just there. Yeah, he's All just right. punctured. Well, no, but he's no, he's going to make his move. He's already an older man, and he's bleeding from his dick. <laughs> from his dick, yeah, <laughs> right. And I kind of feel like uh, I think a, 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 Dan might take a little bit of a shot here. Yeah, or, but I think he's going to wrap the bat up in like in his armpit, like mm-hmm. get the hit in the side, grab the bat, pull him in close, and just be like, shh, <laughs> <laughs> bring him in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pulls the whistle out again. Yeah, the way he charmed his dick, he yeah. now charms, uh, charms a bleeding man. Right, right. Yeah, and I think uh, this has got to be the, the kiss of death here. Something's got to go down because this is getting out yeah. Of control. Le- le- let's not. Let's not. I mean, you know, let's not wear out Dan. We everybody knows Dan Connor was going to go. Uh, of course. So he's got him up close. I think. Dude, how about he uh, just. Uh, squeezes his head. He <laughs> just squeezes, <laughs> squeezes his little head, and it pops like a like a sad grape. Yeah, like a sad conflicted grape. Uh huh. Yeah, and and Dan feels bad. Oh, of course. But uh, he knew what had to be done. Everyone knew what had to be done. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, that's that's what happened. <laughs> so, Dan Connor will be. Moving on to the next round, I think we all knew what was going on there, but hey, at least uh, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what bright spot in all of this were you about to find? I'm not entirely certain what happened. No. Okay, so who do we got next week? Let me take a look at my little list here. Why not? Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's Frank's. That there. Uh, huh. Okay, so we've got uh, Edward... Who is this? <laughs> Edward Stratton. Oh. Uh, Why do I know that name? Well, I wrote it down. I must know it. Uh, going, <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Uh, the other TV dad is Hal from Malcolm in the Middle, as portrayed by Brian Cranston. 
Uh, what was it? Edward Stratton? Yeah. All right. I'm mere moments away. Yeah. Me, I'm a uh, oh, oh, Joel Higgins from Silver Spoons. Oh, right on, man. Yeah. Yeah, fucking A. Okay. Yeah, he was the he was like the the big grown up kid yeah, yeah. kind of thing. For sure. Lived I in that loved crazy house. Silver Spoons when I was a kid. Sure. Holy crap. I'm looking forward to rewatching some of that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to because I haven't watched it since I was like, you know, eight. For sure. And then yeah, Brian Cranston from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Which I uh, never watched that show because I hated that show. Yeah, um, did, not, did not watch that. No. But I feel like Gorman might have. He might, I, I he feel might like more his age appropriate. Absolutely. Like I think his uh, his age group loved that show. Yeah. I feel like I, I whenever watching that show because that was one of those sitcoms that didn't have a laugh track. Yeah. But I always pictured it as having a laugh track. It's just nothing was ever funny. <laughs> uh, I will watch some. Uh, I'm sure I can find it somewhere to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, a little I'll, bit and see what's up with that. I'll watch a couple more episodes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. All right. What that's, do you think? I think that's a podcast episode. I think we did it. Okay. Uh, uh, our apologies uh, to our listenership for the lack of Dan Gorman and all the boner attacks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait. A lot of farting and barfing and boners. <laughs> this farting is... and barfing and boners. <laughs> um, that's what we. Well, yeah. That's what we do. That's right. All right. Are we done? Do we? Well, yeah. You can find all of our uh, stuff on places that Dan Gorman has written down to tell you about. Uh, yeah, go of to- course, go to modernsuperior.com for all of our other shows uh, by us with Time Bandits or Faculty of Horror. Faculty of or Horror, Drink, Drink Along, Two Turntables and a Bottle of Wine, The Do Over. There's a whole bunch of shows there if you like podcasts. <laughs> if you. <laughs> if you. Hey. Hey, do you like podcasts? Yeah. All right. We do it. Yeah. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. We're on Twitter at uh, SYNWPC. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and good. we're Pretty on good, Facebook. Just go on Facebook <laughs> and type in See You Next Wednesday. Yeah, stupid. Just fucking do that. You know how to use Facebook. <laughs> don't, make, don't make me look like an ass. <laughs> don't make me charm your boner <laughs> and turn it against you. Because <laughs> I will. <laughs> I, I have a whistle. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, fuck Gene and Safe Haven. And we will see Dan Gorman next Wednesday. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.